All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Our amazing partners, altplayground.net. Did you know that they are our recommendation for where to find your next non-monogamous adventure? Well, you should. Because they are. And one of the reasons we absolutely love Alt Playground is because they are incredibly inclusive. So many different gender identifications, ways that you can express your relationship dynamics with others, and also sexual identifications. And we love that because it makes everyone feel welcomed on the site. And also, I think it enriches people's experiences if they can really describe themselves in an accurate way to other people. It's got to, I mean, that feels good. I know for us it does. Yeah, the level of diversity is just so refreshing so many different people jumping on with different i especially love all of you uh bisexual and pansexual people out there jumping on alt playground that is so great to see so head on over to altplayground.net today sign up for yourself join the most inclusive non-monogamous lifestyle community out there and we also have to on our two-year anniversary episode we must thank our patreon members absolutely you guys have been ride or die some of you have been supporting our patreon since we started a patreon yes and we are so humbled by your support for the show i honestly do not believe we would be at two years we certainly would not be doing all of the things we're doing at two years if it wasn't for you and your support of the show so we want to say a very big thank you to you and we have some amazing new members that have jumped on board who are flyer tyler erica menge and aaron thank you guys so much for joining us and to celebrate two years our patreon community is getting a big old giveaway action going on so yeah. we are going to be giving away things from our merchandise shop at fullswapshop.com slash from swingers we have uh, some goodies coming from them that we will be sending out to a few lucky patreon members as well as a piece of partners id jewelry and a couple of other great gifts so it's just a, a great time to jump on our patreon if you've been thinking about it now is the time because we're giving stuff away. And on top of that, we're going to continue with our other bonuses like weekly bonus episodes of the podcast, our secret telegram group, which is a huge chat room of over 90 lifestylers who talk about all sorts of sexy, naughty stuff, as well as just not always sexy and naughty, but helpful stuff. And of course, we also have our naughty Snapchat. We're pretty much on a daily basis. You get to see my tits or ass. Yeah, 100%. Telegram is my favorite place. Really very supportive. Great place to be. Yeah, you just get in there and feel fucking good. Yeah, so absolutely. head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers to join in on that fun and to personally sponsor the show. We would love for you to consider that. Yes. Thank you all so much. Tremendous help. All of our patrons have been. Yeah. And two years, Brian. Can you believe this? Yes, two years. October October 1st will be two years. Very, very hard to believe. Well, that was the first time that we actually put up an episode. Right. But 
this project started about a week prior to that. So yes. as we're recording this, it, we're actually a couple days past when this whole thing was like, okay, we're actually going to get on Podbean and we're going to figure out how to upload an episode yeah. and all of that shit. And there's people actually listening. We had like 25 downloads. That's a lot of people listening. Like our first week, we're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, check us out. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal. That was a really big deal. Didn't expect to be here. Do you expect to be here now? Oh my God, no. So also guys, just so you know, we are coming up very quickly. In fact, this time next week, we will be at 1 million downloads. Pretty crazy stuff. Holy fuck. I never thought we'd get to that milestone. No, absolutely not. And were it not for COVID, we'd have been there sooner. But pretty fucking impressive either way. Yeah. I'm and thrilled with it. A testament to you guys and listening to us and, you know, just yeah. being awesome. I know there's so many people that have reached out and said, I have told all of my lifestyle friends about your show or I have posted about you guys on, you know, whatever swinger site I'm on or whatever. And it's that support. That's what's gotten us to where we're at. It's, you know, I mean, yes, we get on here and do this every week and we love doing that, but it's you guys and your passion for the show that's been so instrumental to well, us. When I think about the fact that we have, there, I mean, now lifelong friends who are also on our Patreon, who are also listening to us from the beginning, who are at our very first meet and greet we held in Denver. Yeah. I mean, it goes way back. It's so amazing how these people have come along with us. So thank yeah. you guys. Thank it you really very is, much. I get teary eyed thinking about it. It's, we put a lot into this, but I mean, it, it's we, changed our lives. We wouldn't do any of this without you guys. So no, changed our lives. Very literally selling our house. Matter of fact, today it was really real. Yesterday actually was real. You weren't here in the beginning of the day. You were at work when the folks came in to get the furniture from us or to pay me for the furniture. And then, of course, they came in later on in the afternoon and took half of our furniture out of the house. We were like, oh, fuck. We literally have entire rooms of our house right now that are completely empty. Yeah. And it's this reminder of why we're doing what we're doing because there's part of me that's like, oh my God, no, don't sell my table. That was the first piece of adult furniture I ever bought for myself. Right. And you get very attached to things and that's part of the reason we're doing this because we want to get rid of the shit and focus on the experiences. Yeah. Well, they took the bar and they had an animal house flashback. So, you know, they took the bar, the whole fucking bar. Like, they took my bar. So we sold our beautiful antique bar. It literally broke my heart. But it did occur to me that we have an inordinate amount of alcohol in the house. So much. Yeah, for two people who really don't drink, we have a ridiculous amount of alcohol. I mean, we drink. We're just not like... Yeah, but I not, mean, it's not a regular thing. You, like we, you know, a couple of nights a week, we'll have a cocktail if we go out or have dinner. Like, date night last night was amazing. But we have a lot of fucking booze. Well, now we had to take it all from the bar and put it in our pantry. And if you open our pantry door, it legit looks like we are fucking luscious. You'd be yeah. like, oh, oh, my God. It looks like a bar. These people need some water in their lives. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> so, yes, we uh, it, there'll be a lot of booze on the bus. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's bittersweet, but we're moving in the right direction in terms of getting our house together and uh, pumped to come meet all of you sexy fucking people. Yeah, we're, we've already put together a map. We have to update it because now, of course, the, the world's opening up a little bit. So there are some events we're going to need to uh, attend and some folks we want to see about th those events. And so we're going to change the trajectory a little bit on the map. We're going over that tonight, but we will be... Well, likely be in your town. We're coming to see you. And if well, you're a don't patron... Don't say likely. I mean, no offense, but we're not going to like fucking... Well, we're not... You know, there's some Middle places. of nowhere Ohio or anything. Not that there's anything wrong with middle of nowhere Ohio. I'm just saying we're probably not going Well, there. if there's not an event someplace, we, you know, that's not a major city we likely won't. But we'll certainly make every effort to, uh, particularly to meet our patrons. There's so many of them we need to meet. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Looking forward to it. For sure. So... 
we must get to a single guy tip of the week. Yes, and there are many options, <laughs> many options this week. Yeah, the fact that this is the one we're talking about means that it's pretty fucking egregious because yeah. we this week has been, it's been fucking exhausting. Yeah, it has for a yeah. lot of reasons, some of which we're not going to go into today. We'll save that for another time. But there are... There are a lot of opportunities for single guy tips of the week <laughs> as of late. Really yes. kind of fucking crazy. Yes, there are. So here's the story we're going to tell this week. All right. So I'm talking to this guy from Boston. He was apparently in our town and we matched on one of the sites. Shouldn't even fucking be on that site. Such garbage. Yeah. But he, we matched because he was here. Well, I didn't get to speaking to him for a couple of days. I didn't get around to messaging him for a couple of days. Right. When I finally did, he was back in Boston. So he said, I'm there all the time for work. I'm going back and forth right now. I'll be there again in a few weeks. I would love to hang out with you. And I said, sure. And we talked back and forth a little bit, but you know, to be honest, and I hope this doesn't come across as shitty, but I'm not going to put a ton of effort into something when we're not even in the same geographic location. Not in the same time zone. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we can chat, we can get a feel for each other, but it's not going to be top priority. Right. And I don't, I don't feel like I was rude at all. If he messaged me, I would message back, but it became a lot. And finally I said to him, Hey, just so you know, I'm, I'm swamped with things right now. When you get to town, I'd love to connect with you and see if we can have a drink and, and catch up with each other. Yeah, Cause his plan of course was to come back through town. Right. Well, yeah. it still is. Yes. Yeah. So his response to me, and I quote, I'm not a piece of meat here just to entertain you. And I'm not an overly romantic guy, but I'd like to see some kind of effort from you, which I'm receiving absolutely none of right now. Yeah. So let's let's put that into perspective. First of all, check yourself. Really check, check yourself. Check your fucking expectations. Okay. You rolled through town. You started a conversation. You were already gone by the time you realized it. You live on the fucking East Coast. We are fucking Pacific Northwest. We're literally two time zones away. So how much effort exactly do you expect to have put into this, particularly when you really did spend a fair amount of time chatting with him anyway? Yeah. Only to be met with that kind of response. So obviously when you do come back through town, you're shit out of luck with us because that's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. Your expectations are way off. Yes. Way off. And one of the things we have talked a lot about lately is that idea of like bureaucracy in the lifestyle. And I never want to make it seem as if, well, I'm the hot wife, so I am somehow in control of this whole thing. I do think it needs to be equal no matter who you're dealing with. But this guy wanted to flip it even the other way around. He wanted to be the one dictating everything. Well, he wanted to be, it's like he wanted to be pursued or courted by you. Listen, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here, but here's the bottom line, especially based on what we just dealt with this week with as many of the single guys as we've been communicating with. It just so happens that it's all kind of coming together at once for whatever reason. It's It was a kind of a weird week. There are entirely too many fucking guys to be really honestly catering to and concerned with one that's fucking 2,500 miles away. When you're rolling back through or you're like a week away from coming back through, that's a time to start having that dialogue. Right. You know, up until then, I don't see the efficacy. Right. I really don't. Yeah, so I think the single guy tip of the week, from my perspective, is set proper expectations within yourself. Yeah. Now, of course, you should always be doing this with other people as well, which is what I feel like I did. I set the expectation of, hey, I'm, I'm swamped with stuff right now. I'm already kind of talking to a couple of guys, which I didn't tell him, but I feel like letting him know I'm swamped with stuff kind of, you know, yeah. it it speaks to the fact that I, I may be doing that, which is expected because I'm on a fucking 
site for that. Well, we're, again, also, you're across the country, man. And we don't know you. Exactly. There's there's absolutely no rapport. I also don't owe him anything. No, certainly not. He doesn't owe us anything. We don't owe him anything. But even more to the point, it was so kind of, I don't want to say irrelevant, but it was so out of the loop. I didn't even know about this until you told me yesterday. Yeah, because it's been an afterthought because he's not even here. Yeah, it's after the fact. You're gone. So if you are coming back, sure, you know, hit us up or hit you up and let us know, let you know you're on the way or you'll be here in four days or whatever. But also understand that if you are in this situation, if you're a guy that's traveling a lot, you're going to be in a lot of different cities. You have to understand how often we hear from single oh. guys, oh, I'm going to be in your town. Yeah. They'll reach out on our BDSM site, on all playground, whatever, any of the sites and say, oh, I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks. I'll be there next month. And then right. we never hear from them. Well, not just that. If you're, you know, if you're a couple like us and you live in a town like we do, that is, you know, it's an entertainment town. This is a destination. It's a tourist area. Tourist area. And there's a lot of contract work that's done here. So there are a lot of people coming through town for work. Hey, I'm going to be there a week or I'm going to be there a month. I'm going to be there six months. I'll be there all summer. We get that constantly. One of the first things we ask when someone reaches out to us, couple or single, it doesn't matter. Are you local? That's one of the first questions I ask because it's important because if you're not local, you know, I don't want to say you go to the bottom of the list, but you kind of do because there's just there's just too much going on for us to concentrate on someone who may or may not be here in three or four or five days. Right. So you got to be cognizant of that. So yes, check your expectations at the fucking door, dude. Like, are you serious? This is, I mean, if you're behaving this way, we're not interested. Yeah. At all. It's I a, am so turned off. Yeah. If, if his idea was instantly. For, yeah, for real. If his idea of do by doing that was to get me interested more. Right. I mean, you could not, I don't think you could do anything worse than telling me what I need to do. Well, not just that. It's like, what did you, what did he expect that answer to be like? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I apologize. I'm really looking forward to meeting you. I'll, I'll pay more attention. Are you fucking serious? Get like, out of what here. Were you, what was he thinking when he sent that fucking message? Was Giant he drunk? Douche. Like, <laughs> yes, the fuck I should have wrote back, how many drinks have you <laughs> yeah. had today? What is wrong with you? Clearly, Are you're, you fucking high? Yeah, you are clearly not a guy who is accustomed to being in in this situation, certainly, you're not, you're not really kind of experienced in this space to be behaving that way. You can't be successful. Well, he's also like ridiculously fucking hot, like ridiculously model looking hot. Okay, so he's never so been I, told no. I Got wonder it. if he has some level of expectation of, of course. women treating him differently because he's so fucking hot. Yeah, obviously, that's that's just kind of built in, but. You got a I'm rude not going to fucking do that. I don't give a fuck what you look like. You got a rude awakening, dude. Well, it, it's also not... It, well, that's part of the thing, right? Like people... Guys have a hard time with that a lot of times because I, I get it all the time because the attractive guy that we were, you were going to meet the other night and then we had to cancel. You know, things came up. It was unfortunately the last minute, but, you know, we apologized and we made other plans. But it's like, yeah, you're a good looking dude, but that's not the first thing that like that's not your go-to no you know it's not the first thing we're concerned about i am excited to meet him though because he's smoking hot the guy that's here in town yes. that we we're going to meet the other yeah, night. yeah yeah absolutely but it's but i genuinely have built up a rapport with him because i've been communicating with him seems very cool yeah but you if know? he did if he pulled something like this it would you get be the, the same, same treatment thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely you can't yeah you just can't behave that way yeah so, so. check your expectations man be be realistic for sure so lots of lots to talk about so much to talk about okay first of all i think we need to talk a little bit about last week's episode okay yeah because we talked about me going on a legit date with a guy and yes. how all of that played out and 
I will say, I think that we received more feedback from last episode than any other episode I can remember. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of responses, mixed responses. Some people very eager and excited at the prospect of you dating someone else. And a lot of other folks like, oh my goodness, there's no way I could do that. How can you do that? How is it possible that you guys can be okay with that? How can Brian be okay with that? I, I, yeah, we got a, it was a mixed bag. Yeah. And here's the thing. I love when people reach out, period. I love talking to you guys. I love hearing your thoughts on the show. You, We have so many people that reach out on Instagram for whatever reason. We don't even have as many followers on Instagram as no. we used to, but it's constant people reaching out. I'm always so excited when we get a message on there. But I'm not excited to read a certain level of judgment about the things we talk about on the show. If you reach out with constructive criticism on something that we talk about, Cool. But like when you're judging what we're doing, it's kind of like, man, I don't love that. <laughs> well, it's also, it's judging because it's hard for them to understand. Yeah. A lot of people can't wrap their heads around it. I also think that there's a certain level of a thought that we're not going to be sensitive about it. I'll tell you guys, I'm the most sensitive person in the entire world. Yeah. You're I'll cry super, over fucking anything. Yeah. You're super sensitive. You were tearing up just talking about Patreon a minute ago. <laughs> so yeah, it, you're super sensitive. I'm the opposite. Yeah. But which is why I think we have a nice we have a nice balance. Yeah, for I sure. Keep things in check when you go <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> but I also got an immense amount of support. I had so many people asking. For example, I posted something saying, "Hey, I'm going out on Thursday with this guy," and so many people reached out and were like cheering me on, and that was fucking cool to see. So thank you guys for that. Yeah, listen, it's something we uh, we've really been talking a lot about. It's taking up a lot of our conversation time because it's important to us. You know, and no, today's experience that we're going to talk about is no different. We have not stopped talking about it since. So if you have not listened to last week's episode yet, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that before we recount today's because they tie directly in together. 100%. So last week I went out with this guy. We still haven't come up with a name for him. Not yet. We haven't yet. No. Are we Are we going to? <laughs> I'll think about it. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what to call him yet. Okay. So this guy is the one that asked me out on a legit date. Now, what's really interesting, and one of our listeners had a really good point about it, which is why does it have to be a poly date? Why can't it just be you hanging out with people? And I think a lot of times- Well, because he's a solo poly guy. Exactly. But if he wasn't, if he was just a single guy, I could just go hang out with him and it did, doesn't have to be any different than when we usually meet single guys, except that you're usually there. It would be different because so, the dynamic is different. Maybe. I mean, because you're not there. Is that what you mean? No, because the connotation of this date that you went on was literally, it wasn't a sexual, there was no sexual component, basically. It wasn't based on sex. You went out with this gentleman because you had spoken to him a number of times. You communicated with him. You built a rapport. You started to get to know him a little bit. And it was all under the guides of potentially dating him in a poly situation. He is a solo poly guy. And we are dipping our toe into that as well as other pools. But not none, not the least of which is Polly. So his asking you out was legitimately a guy asking out a girl to go out to dinner with him. It was not a, the premise was not for you to go back to his place and have sex and or have a hot wife experience. Right. That's not what this was. Yeah, I guess that's a really good point. And I think that actually your point is proven by the fact that I was so neurotic about the whole thing. Oh, you were, listen, he told you, he was like, you got to get out of your own head. Like, you're really freaking out about this. We're just going to dinner. Right. Like, just let me take you to dinner. Yeah. It was a legitimate date. And if it was a hot wife date, chances are I would have vetted him, obviously, like we always do or normally do under most circumstances. But that's not what this was. It was a legitimate date. He's courting you. You went out with him a second time. Spoiler alert, you got a third date scheduled with him. So you're dating someone. Every Anyone listening can argue with me. Multiple dates means you're dating. Yeah. So there's that. 
and it's still weird. And it's we're going to talk weird. through some of it because we got a lot to talk through. We got a lot to talk through. Okay, so some of it's sexy, some of it's not. So just like come along on this ride with us, <laughs> ride the wave like we have been. <laughs> yeah, we're just taking it all in. So I went out with him again on Thursday. Yes. Okay, we don't need to rehash the first date. You can go back and listen to that episode. Yes, and he specifically asked me for this date if I wanted to do dinner, if I wanted to just do drinks, or if I wanted something more low key. Right. I said low key because my whole thing was I really want to get a feel for this guy in his comfortable habitat. Okay, want... let's stop right there. Okay, the fact that you just said that tells you what. This is not like a regular hot wife situation. This is a date date. You're getting to know someone on a cellular level. Like you want to know who he is in his space and what he's about. Why? Because you're going to potentially date the guy. Yeah. So it's not the same. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I agree with you now. Okay. Thank okay. you. I like when you say that. It <laughs> no, doesn't happen doesn't, a lot. You have it on, on recording I'm re- I'm now. Record, it's being recorded, Brian's obviously. going to play this back and like stroke himself to it or something. Absolutely. <laughs> So anyway, I chose to to go to his home. I said, maybe we can like find some stupid movie to watch and just hang out on your couch. And he said, that would be great. So I did. And I will also say, I kind of put myself more together for that casual outing. I wasn't super done up. Were you you as nervous the second time to see him as you were the first time? Definitely not. Okay. Much less nervous. I think you could tell that, right? For sure. Yeah. You were just leaving and going out on a date. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't thinking too much about it because the first time was great and he was, he totally put me at ease. Yeah, well, the first time you were trying to talk yourself out of it right up until the minute you walked out the door. Right. You were trying to use me as an excuse because I had hurt myself like a jackass <laughs> and I was in pain. You're like, oh no, I probably need to, st-. I'm like, no, you don't need to stay. I'm fine. Just, just go. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you definitely were not in that headspace. You were like, okay, I'm getting ready to leave. You know, kiss me goodbye. So, oh, just text me when you get there. Have a nice, have, have a good time. Yeah. That was it. So I did. I texted you when I got there. I went up. He was waiting for me, opened the door. He had blankets sitting out on the couch, all cozy style and had a white claw waiting for me. We both joke that we're, you know, basic bitches and that's our thing. So he had one sitting and waiting for me and it was just nice. And we had a great time. We sat on the couch. We watched, I don't even, oh, I know a stupid movie we watched. It was a dumb movie, but it almost didn't matter because we were talking over the whole thing. We were giggling back and forth. What was the conversation like? We didn't talk about this. What were you talking about? I mean, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about, it, it was much more casual than the first time. It was a lot of like pop culture stuff, what kind of other stupid movies we like and TV shows and just dumb things. Any personal stuff, history, family? Very little, yeah. very little. It was just so casual. And I really liked that because I got a real sense for his personality. And I think what I thought of him the first time, which is that he's got this kind of goobery energy that I really like. Actually, I'm drawn to that. It's totally who he is. He's just a big goofball. Right. And I like that a lot. And so I was very drawn to him throughout this entire thing. I had a great time. I was laughing. We were joking. Everything just felt very, very casual. The movie's kind of starting to wrap up and we start touching on each other, but it's not sexual. Like at one point he laid on me. So I had my back up against kind of the edge of the, you know, the corner of the couch and he was leaning up against me. We were both just kind of cuddled up in blankets and he started like rubbing his fingers up and down. How did that feel? What was that like? I honestly didn't think much of it. It felt kind of normal to me. And I don't know what that means. Because that's how you and I sit on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't feel weird or anything? No, because I think I'm starting to get more comfortable with him. Okay. So, I mean, I think now what I think about it, that's why I had to stop and pause for a second. I don't know if I'm going to edit that out or not, but I definitely paused for a second there because for me, it's like, it felt comfortable, but I'm still at the point where I'm like, maybe it shouldn't have. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, why do you think it shouldn't have? Also, keep in mind, I don't even know if you realize what you just said when you started the, the conversation of the story. I don't know if anybody picked it up, but you said he had a white claw ready for you and you kind of laughed about it and you were ba- like, you were, you know, because you're behaving like two basic bitches and that's just our thing. Did you notice that you said that? Our thing. <laughs> no. You didn't catch that? Okay. Well, you totally said it because it's on recording and everybody heard it. So yeah. So you got, you're comfortable enough that you now have a thing, whatever that thing is, you and he have a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I it's mean, a really small, stupid thing, but yes. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it, it was important enough that, or it was big enough a thing, not so much small thing that you, you said it like we have a thing, like that's our thing. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that, that's a big step. That's a big deal. I guess. Yeah. It is. Okay, so back to the cuddling. Yeah, I don't know. In the moment, it didn't feel weird. Now that I'm saying it, it feels weird. And I think it's still because I am... I'm trying to digest everything. I'm still trying to understand. Here, I mean, the reality of it is this. We are not conventional people. (laughs) No shit. In any way, shape, or form. And yet, there are still these barriers in my mind that go you don't cross that barrier that's not what you do that's not normal to do so you're con- you're th- what you're thinking is that the fact that you were on the couch and cuddling and being more like a couple than you feel like you should have been because of our relationship and somehow you're you're crossing some boundary yes okay well you're not so you don't need to worry about that well in my head i am I i'm not even sure it's about you at this point no you're still hung up on that because you know again it's that's one of those things that's ingrained in people from an early age yeah you're no different. Strange. Yeah. Anyway, I got some shit to work through apparently. But we did cuddle. It was really nice. And then he sat up and he leaned in and he started kissing me. And I really liked, liked the way he kissed me. And I mean, it was just all nice. Everything was really nice. The whole first two hours were great. Perfect, I would say. Like there was no weirdness. There was nothing brought up that was a major red flag for me. Right. I never felt like I wanted to get up and leave. None of those things. Everything felt great. So I'm like, we're probably going to have sex tonight. <laughs> right. Okay. Did you bring lingerie and all that stuff with you? I did bring lingerie. Did you bring a change of clothes as I suggested you should? I did. I put them in the car. Thought Actually, what I did was I put b- my black bustier corset thing under a shirt. Right. And I wanted it to be, once again, I, I know we've talked about this multiple times on the show before, but I wanted it to be that surprise moment. Yeah. He takes my shirt off or I take my shirt off and I'm in this sexy piece. And right. I love the look on people's faces when they see that, right. which we'll, we'll get to this, okay? That, that plays into this whole thing, okay? <laughs> and I was not aware of that, so I'm learning this for the first time. Yeah. So we start making out. He asks if I want to go in the bedroom. I say yes. He leads me by the hand into his bedroom. The whole thing up to that point felt very kind of romantic. It did not feel like a quote unquote hot wife situation. Because it's not. Because once again, it's not. And I get that. But to me, the contrast between the two is really sticking out of my mind. Well, yeah, because a, a typical hot wife date, first of all, chances are, unless we really know the person, they're at our home. Right. Nine times out of 10. Right, right. And there's no sitting on the couch cuddling, canoodling, any of that stuff. You're already upstairs in the bedroom whenever whoever the guy has gets here. Typically, if I'm here, I answer the door, shake his hand, and off he goes. Or I'm not here at all. Right. And you answer the door half naked and off to the races. So that component just doesn't exist. Right. You know, so that's kind of my point. It's not the norm. <laughs> Certainly not for us. So yeah, we go into the bedroom and... Things take a little bit of a turn. They start turning a little bit, okay? Yeah, they did. Spoiler alert, they start turning a little bit. So we're in the bedroom, once again making out, and 
He asked me if I want to take my shirt off. I said yes. So I took my shirt off. I'm then standing there in jeans and my corset bustier thing. And his his reaction was? Nothing. Nothing. He didn't really? say a word about it. He didn't say I looked good. Nothing. Strange. And I was like, okay, this is a little weird. I'm definitely not used to this. And as everyone that listens to our show knows, and as you know very well, I feed off of compliments, okay? Yeah. I, once again, don't know what that says about You're me. You're a total compliment whore. But I fucking love it. And I almost need it to feel really comfortable in those moments. Well, it's a vulnerable situation. You've just taken off your shirt. You're now in, and I know what corset you're talking about. It's very revealing. Boobs are out. You know, it's tight fitting. And it, you want to feel sexy in it, or at least you want whoever is seeing you in it to feel like you're sexy in it. I mean, you want that reassurance. Yeah. I didn't get it. That's so. strange. I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know you were wearing it. So. Yeah. We continued to make out for a little bit. And then... You are standing. You are sitting. We're standing. Okay. And then it doesn't feel like it's really going anywhere. So I decided to say you should take off your pants. Okay. Because I felt like everything was really slow moving. And so then he takes off his pants and I say, would you like for me to suck your cock? And he says, Yes. So I kneel on the floor. You're now, you are pantsless or you have pants on and just a bustier? I'm fairly certain I still had my pants on at that point. Okay. So I get down, I suck his cock. I'm doing all sorts of, you know, this isn't a a slutty interaction. So I'm not like deep throating it with tears running down my face or anything yeah, like mascara's that. Mascara is not running yet. Yeah. I mean, I would totally prefer that, but in this right. moment it didn't feel appropriate. So it was a little bit softer. I was definitely doing some tricks and whatnot, but it wasn't my normal crazy blow job. Right. I remembered from the first interaction that he really liked when I ran my fingers up and down his leg. So I was touching him. Just It was very sensual. Once again, just like it was the first time with him. Right. And he seems to really enjoy that. So I was feeding off of that energy. So I suck his cock for quite a while. And finally, he's like, should we, should we continue keep this moving? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Okay. In my head, if I give you 15 minutes of oral and you say, should we keep this going? My thought is keep it going means you're going to then provide oral for me or well, some other type of foreplay for me. Yeah, at minimum, I think it's like we're getting on the bed, we're going to continue this, and now I'm going to kind of take the reins. And again, as you said, I'm going to start doing my thing, whatever that may be, right? There's got to be some sort of reciprocation. Something. Right. Something, okay? An and effort has to be made. So I actually, I specifically remember this now. I turned around and I took my pants down like really slow from behind because I wanted it to be this like sexy. So your back is to him. Yeah, the sexy revealing. Now keep in mind, this is the first time he has seen my ass and my pussy because the first time that he and I were together, I kept my clothes on. Right, right, right. Okay, right. so this is the first time he's seen, well, I had my tits out, but right. he's never seen my ass or my pussy before. Right. He once again says nothing. He doesn't touch me, like doesn't touch on my ass. Which is strange because I can't not touch your ass. <laughs> Most people can't. Clothed or not. It's giant. Yeah, I mean, it's so how big do you I just want to put least, my hands on it. How do you not at least like reach over and grab a I little? Have, listen, I don't know that I've ever walked past you and you have not had pants on and I have not grabbed your ass. I'm not, I don't think it's ever. ever happened. No. I, I, I have my hand on your ass and, when we sleep. So I don't know yeah, you really how that's do. a thing. Constantly. Yep. <laughs> he didn't do that. Okay. So... Then I lay down, lay down on the bed. I turn around. I lay down. You're on your back. Yes, I'm on my back. 
Once again, I'm expecting I'm going to receive some level of reciprocation. Or, well, something, because now you're super vulnerable, right? You've got the you got the corset on, you're on your back, you have no pants on. No, and no so, panties. I didn't wear panties, but... Well, you rarely do. But so you're <laughs> basically naked from the waist down with a, with a leather corset on. Yeah. And nothing, nothing is said or anything. Nope. And the room was kind of dark, so I couldn't tell exactly what he was doing. At one point, he went over to like this little shelf he has, and I thought he was getting something like because i when the last time i was in his room i saw like a couple of sex toys sitting up there and stuff so i was like okay maybe he's gonna grab a vibrator we're gonna start there i didn't really know next thing i know i hear a condom ripping open interesting is he clothed at this point is he naked he i think he still had his shirt on but i mean pretty quickly after this his shirt came off okay so then he is standing by the bed and he's putting a condom on and Once again, I think this is where it gets weird between the hot wife Polly thing. If this was a hot wife interaction and this was going on with a single guy and he didn't offer any sort of reciprocation or any willingness to get me revved up, I would have been like, get the fuck out. Yeah, this would would have been the end of the date. Or at least I would have at least I would have vocalized to him, hey, this isn't working for me. I would have had that courage to do that. But because this whole thing is so new to me and because I felt vulnerable in that moment, I said nothing. Well, let's also talk about that for a second, because when it comes to the hot wife dates, it is made very clear. Because I'm doing the vetting, and then you know, obviously if you and I meet them together, that's a whole different thing. But he already knows, the single guy already knows by the time you have gotten to a point where you're in a room alone with him, he knows what you like, what you don't like, what's expected, what what's a hard stop, whether it's condom usage or whatever, but he understands. Oral's a big part of it. Reciprocation's a big part of it. Compliments are a big part of it. Pull her hair, slap her ass, all those things, <laughs> like right down the line. He knows specifically because, and the smart guys ask, yeah. what does she like? What's okay? I don't want to cross any boundaries. I've gotten a bunch of that this week. You know, I want to, I want to be respectful. Uh, I mean, guys ask. If they know, they ask. That's not the situation here. This is a guy who's on a date for the second time with a woman who he is basically, to some degree, courting for a, a potential relationship, be it Polly, but potentially a relationship, which to me is even stranger. Yeah. Based on the, you know, kind of the, the behavior. Well, certainly weird behavior from me. I guess that's what I'm trying to say in this whole thing is I shouldn't have let what happened happen, but I did because I was uncomfortable and I wasn't on top of my game. Right. So he puts a condom on and immediately I'm going, really? Right. But I don't say anything. Right. So he crawls on top of me. We kiss for a couple more minutes. I stroke his cock a little bit and then he starts fucking me. Right. Okay. So, oh God, so he starts fucking me and it's not great. Like we can't get a rhythm going. And I think part of it was because I wasn't fully invested in it in that moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, you weren't all there at that point. My energy didn't feel like it was where it needed to be in order for it to be a good situation. Right. I was kind of drained at that moment because I just, there was nothing, I wasn't, it's a lot of times like, you know, I'm, I'm with a single guy and he'll do something or he'll go down on me, he'll make me come with his mouth or whatever. And it's like those paddles that they bring out that just like breathe yeah, the life. Yeah. yeah. And it just sparks energy into the room. And that's what leads into amazing penetrative sex for me. Yeah. When that's not there, I don't have that energy. Well, what the guy doesn't realize is, and a lot of, maybe some people, maybe a lot of people don't, 
for you especially, when it comes to you providing oral for somebody, that gets you going, especially when they're into it. Like when they show you and let you know how much they're enjoying what you're doing, that really turns you on. And then typically from there, you're already revved up. So anything that he does, provided he does something, is going to start moving things in the right direction. And that's how the flow goes. But if he does nothing, you just, like the switch just goes off. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we just couldn't really find a rhythm. I don't, I mean, I don't think that part of it was his fault. It just was, it was a weird thing. Okay. So then we're having sex and I can tell he's getting close and I expect that he's going to stop. Right. So that we can switch positions so that we can do something else. Because I mean, at this point we've literally been in his bedroom for like 17 minutes and 15 of those were me sucking his cock. Right. Okay. And so he's getting close. I can feel myself starting to get close. Right. Even though all this other shit is going on, I can still feel myself getting close. I'm like, if he keeps going for a little bit longer, I'm going to get there. Right. To the point that I even clenched a couple of times, almost like that pre-orgasm thing. I'm not full on having an orgasm, but I'm clenching a little bit. Sure. And he comes like a lot and for a long time. And he's just pumping into me and pumping into me. And I'm laying there going, what the fuck? (laughs) I can almost, I can already see your, I can see your face. By the look on your face now, I can imagine what your face must have looked like. So he comes, he finishes, he pulls out of me, he goes and gets himself cleaned up, and he comes back and says, that was great. Thank you so much. And I'm going, what the fuck are you talking about? For whom was that great? Oh, God. So anyway, we decide to lay down on the bed. We're cuddling again a little bit. And I'm trying in my mind to make all of this okay. I'm trying to go like... We're trying to reconcile all of it and justify it. Justify. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm going, well, it was the first time. Maybe he was nervous. Maybe I was nervous. I certainly didn't say what I needed to say in order for me to truly get my feelings across. Like, there's a lot of little things that could have been done that could have improved this. So maybe just all of those together made it not what it should have been. But I leave there and I'm honestly kind of pissed. I'm not even going to lie. I was pissed. Yeah. Because for me, it's like, in order for sex to be good, it has to be a two-sided thing. And I shouldn't have to tell a 31-year-old man that. Well, here, but we talked about this and I think there's something we need to get into. Unfortunately, uh, in this case, you kind of do. And that's a conversation that obviously you're gonna, you guys are gonna have. You had a very brief conversation about it, text message conversation, which led to this, you know, the idea that you're gonna have this next date and, and really talk through it. But yeah, unfortunately, I think you're gonna have to lay it out. So I come home and you're already asleep. Yeah, we it was wake late, up, yeah. we go upstairs. I'm telling you a little bit of this while we're laying in bed. Well, and- let's get, let's backtrack because this was fucking hilarious. We have to talk about this. Okay. I'm asleep on the couch. It's late. Right. Well, for me, it's late. I'm a pumpkin at fucking like 1130. It's lights out for me. So you show up, you wake me up and I kiss you. Hello. You know, we have very little talk because I'm fucking delirious. I don't really notice that you're kind of eh at this point. And I got up, went to the bathroom and then you came out and you're like, hey, where's Lola? That Lola's our dog. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I left her outside. I remember letting her out, you know. God, I can't find her. You can't find her. So you open the garage. So you're, you start freaking out. Of course, I'm half asleep. 
and you're like, the, the dog is missing. Now, I know full well that she's not any, she didn't go anywhere because she hasn't, she's not leaving the house. Okay. <laughs> it's not like she's spry. She's 14 or almost 15 years old. She's not running around the neighborhood. I didn't leave the house. So the door was never open. If she was in the backyard, she's still there. So I'm following you. So you jump in the car, you start driving around the neighborhood looking for her. I realized that the pantry door is closed. And I remember having gone in there, I went, She's in the fucking pantry. Open the door. She's asleep on the pantry floor. Stone cold out. So I called you. I'm like, hey, she's in the pantry. So of course you come back. So now I'm awake is my point. I felt like a parent. I'm like, I can't even leave you with the kid for yeah. three hours. So now, I'm, so now I'm wide awake. So by the time we go upstairs, I'm like, so how did it go? And you're telling me this whole story for the most part. Anyway, we didn't go into detail like we are today. But you're telling me this and I'm like, that is fucking terrible. Like, that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. So naturally, I'm like, well, then I need to lick your pussy because I feel like <laughs> this was a missed opportunity, which I totally did. And we had amazing sex. You're such a gem. You it totally wanted so to get me hot. off. It yeah. was so hot. Yeah. And by that point, I was fucking, I was angry. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like taking it out on you and you're taking it up right back yeah, on you me. you squirted all over me. He doesn't even know what he missed. Oh, I squirted all over you. It was yeah, fucking He has hot. no idea what he missed. It was so hot. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. I'm like, all right, well, his loss, I'll just take that pussy and that'll be that. Yeah, yeah. Which I totally did. Which you did. Yeah. So the next day we wake up and honestly, I'm I'm still confused when I wake up the next morning because part of me doesn't even... Well, let's back up a second. So this thing ends poorly. You're cuddling, you're kind of spooning, you're in front, you told me he was like behind you. Of course, all this stuff was running through your head. How do you, how do you leave this situation? Well, it was awkward. Yeah, I'm sure. Because he was like asking me if I would stay and continue to like snuggle up with him and I was like no I need to go yeah. <laughs> and he's like oh okay everything okay I was like yep 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 everything's great I just need to get home to Brian <laughs> and I left I mean it was pretty quick after everything ended that I just I left and he's like do you want me to walk you down I'm like nope I'm good I got it I know where I'm going <laughs> I was running out of that yeah it should have been a, it, this should have been his first clue for sure yeah yeah poor guy so the next day I wake up and I'm confused because if this were a hot wife interaction and this had happened, first of all, it wouldn't have happened because I would have ended it long before this whole thing. But but if it would have happened this way and it was just a single guy that I was hooking up with, I wouldn't have even broached the topic of seeing him again. Right. But because the whole concept is to get to know him and potentially date him. I'm like, well, I have to put in a little bit more effort than that. Well, because everything other than that sexual component, you really like about him. A lot. The yeah, whole you, night leading up to that was great. Yeah. You said you really enjoy spending time with him with the exception of the part when you're naked. Yeah. That seems to be the, the holdup there. So, you know, we talked about this. We talk a lot about sexual IQ. I just don't think he's got a high sexual IQ. I don't think he did it maliciously. I don't think it was a, an intentional thing. I really just don't think he gets it. I don't think he knows. And also, we also talked about the fact that he is dating a couple other women because he's a solo poly guy. They're well aware of everybody's interaction here. They're a drop younger, like 20s younger. And maybe the simple fact is that the, most of the gals that he's interacting with also don't have super high sexual IQs. And therefore, this is the norm for him. This isn't, he's never been with someone like you who is as experienced as you, knows what she wants, as as empowered as you are. He's not, he's just not familiar with it. And, he, and you need to talk to him about it. Yeah. And I want to have that conversation, but I'm also not even sure where that conversation begins. Because if that is truly the issue, I think especially thinking about it yesterday and today, I've come to the realization that 
I value sexual compatibility so highly. Sure. It is one of the things, especially as I have, especially considering our relationship and how much we engage in sexual activities together and how fantastic it always is. So it's like, I know how great it can be when you're truly sexually compatible with someone. And I've also had play partners that I've been that way with. Of course. Yeah. So I'm not going to go backwards. And I'm also not in a place in my life, either from a time perspective or a patient's perspective, to teach someone these things. Well, we talked about this. And here's, and I'll, I'll tell you my take on this. So it's, it's twofold. The one way I look at it is when you see him this coming week, this Wednesday, whatever day it is, and you have this conversation with him, it really needs to be 100% on the table because there is nothing to lose here. This is a conversation that has to be had. One of two things happens. He is receptive to it and understands your situation, gets where you're coming from, acknowledges the fact that it could have been better and he could have done more. And you know, you both could have had a conversation earlier on about needs and wants and those kinds of things. And then it goes forward and things improve. Or he doesn't take it constructively. He takes it as an insult. He pouts like a child, in which case you're going to be done in 30 seconds and that's going to be the end of it. And you probably won't speak to him again. And if he genuinely is interested in moving forward with a quote unquote relationship with you, he is going to take it seriously and really put in the effort. It's really that simple. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's all there is to it. But to go back to what you and I talked about that morning after I said to you, I said, think about this for a second, because you were all over the place. You didn't, you know, you were kind of just in your own head about it and couldn't figure out what to do. I said, prior to you and I meeting, had this been a date that you went on, this is a guy you were seeing just prior to us getting together, and that happened, would you have continued on with that relationship? And yeah, absolutely fucking Fuck no. Right, not a chance, right? Well, now we're in a different situation, because you didn't have the same knowledge then that you have now about sexual chemistry and IQ. And all those things. You can have a cogent conversation with this guy now and say, hey, here's where I'm at. This is where I need to be. I'm not going 10 steps backwards. I like everything about this relationship, time spent with you and you know all those things where we're super compatible. We've got to get our hands around this. And if we can't, I just don't know how this relationship progresses. Yes, I have the language to have that conversation with him now. However, there's a different problem now versus before you and I started seeing each other before we were in the lifestyle, which is I now have significantly higher expectations of what makes a sexual interaction amazing. And this was so bad, even for back then standards. Yeah, but look at it like this. Because of those expectations and knowledge and experience now, imagine what you can bring to the table with this guy. If he's open and receptive of what you're going to offer him. Yeah. If he's an adult and he really is interested in going forward and continuing you know, to pursue a relationship with you and you let him know, hey, this is an important part of a relationship for me. Sexual chemistry is top of the list of things that I need in a relationship. I would like to work on these things. Is it going to be, you know, if you go forward with it and he agrees, is it going to be amazing out of the box? Probably not. There's still some work to be done. It's got to get better. And and I think if you relay these things to him, like, hey, this is what I need. This is what I expect. This is what I'm going to do for you. This is what you need to do to tell me what you need. And all the things that go into a positive sexual experience, if he's willing to accept that, and, and as I said, be receptive to it, this could be really a really good situation. If he's not, it's going to be a it's a done deal. I agree with all of what you're saying, and yet I still feel as if I 
am not in a position right now where I want to expend the energy to teach someone. That only well, I'm not talking about teaching. I'm I'm saying give some explain to him what is required. I'm not talking about writing down line by line what needs to be done. I'm, that's that seems to me to be a little bit kind of extreme. I'm just saying, hey, listen, here's the thing. This is what I expect X, Y, and Z in a sexual relationship. Sure. Can you provide those things? And if you can, I think we can have an amazing kind of chemistry. If you can't, I totally understand it, but those are the things I need. And, you know, unfortunately this probably won't work. Yeah. I also think that there's something to be said for not everyone is going to have sexual compatibility with everyone else that they fuck. hundred percent. I have been with single guys. I have been with couples. I have been with a lot of people at this point where everything seems to be firing on all cylinders and then clothes come off and things get weird. And it's not because anyone is at fault it's simply because you're not on the same sexual wavelength well well, and that's also possible i don't think i can know until i have the conversation and then we venture down that road in the future but i think it's something that needs to be at least in the back of my mind as i go into this is i can't have too high of expectations because it could also possibly be that he felt weird about the whole situation he it didn't feel like great energy to him either and therefore he wasn't expending as much effort or or putting in as much thought as he needed to in order for it to be a great interaction. I don't I don't think that's the case. I wasn't there, obviously. I don't know him. But based on what you told me and what you said and his kind of response and how he engaged with you, I don't think that's the case. Because if, in fact, he felt like you did, it was awkward, it didn't feel right, it was a bad fit, he would not have been in a rush to try to keep you there. There would not have been a whole lot of cuddling of any kind. I think it would have been a much different reaction that you would have gotten from him. And after, because what we haven't talked about yet is that you kind of corresponded with him the following day and said, hey, how do you feel that went? And based on what you said to him, he kind of acquiesced and was like, yeah, maybe it wasn't the the best example of me kind of thing. You know that that's not what happened. He realized that you were dissatisfied and unhappy with that interaction. He knows that going into this conversation. So I don't, you know, again, I think you're going to find out very quickly which way this goes. You like the guy and you enjoy spending time with him or you wouldn't even bother with this conversation. Right. So there's that, right? And that's, I'm not saying say that to him directly like that, but the truth is you you say to him, I like you. I really enjoy spending time with you, which is why I, I really want to do this. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother. Right. You know, I mean, I think that's fair. I think it is too. Yeah. I mean, you ha- if, if you intend to go any further and the decision is entirely yours, we talked about this, you have to have this conversation. And depending on how the conversation goes, I think is going to determine whether or not you go any further with him. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think of it as in as positively a way, no matter what happens, no matter how it goes down, because the reality is, if I'm going to date people, these types of things are going to happen. It's not going to be a home run every time. I'm certainly not going to find my other partner that I want to spend, you know, however many years with the first time I date someone that's so unrealistic to expect that. Well, and I thought of this when we had this conversation a couple days after if you think of it in reverse, right? Because we've talked about it. I firmly believe that the person that we end up with kind of being in a poly situation with is going to be someone that we meet under the constraints or under under the guides of a poly relationship, much like this gentleman. You met him this way. You're going down that road with him as opposed to a single guy or a single gal that we meet and start playing with first and then it turns into a relationship. I don't think that's going to work. It's going to be a situation like you have found yourself in right now. But think of it in reverse, right? If it were that way, where we you, we met you met a single guy, you really enjoyed having sex with him, and that part was done. 
But if you think about all the single guys that we've interacted with, how many of them do you really think you'd be able to have that much fun with outside of the bedroom? I mean, a couple probably, but... But not a lot of Not a lot. Right. Percentage-wise, it's pretty low. Yeah, so you've got a lot more, like, kind of going with this guy than you would most of any of the other guys that you've played with, you know? So it's like that part's out of the way. Yeah, but I like sex too much to not have that be something that I really consider. I'm not saying there's any... You know, you can't concede in any way. You certainly can't make I'm not going to have awkward sex. I'm just not going to do it. No, because, well, we talked about that. That was kind of where we ended up... That's how we ended up meeting. You were in yet another other unfulfilling relationship having sex with guys just like this i would go out with them a couple times we'd have sex it would be so boring and it would happen over and over and over again finally i was like i just can't do this anymore i don't have it in me yeah and well especially at that time you were knee deep in the bdsm scene so being with someone who was purely vanilla i mean especially when, when you were telling me about this interaction right of course i'm playing it off but back in my head and you know you're on your knees and you're sucking his cock and then you end up on the bed and he comes over the condom it's like missionary position half dressed no foreplay three minutes of penetration and now we're cuddling it's like it's it's the kind of shit that movies are made of yeah it's real. it really is it's like that's like it's like that anniversary sex that guys get once a year kind of thing (laughs) like holy shit that's just fucking terrible right (laughs) you got socks on t-shirts on you know it's like there's not a whole lot of nudity it's just going through the motions yeah you know and that's part of it and that's the other thing i think that a guy like this doesn't realize is this isn't just sex it's not just sex for you it's an experience it's a huge part of how you communicate that's our love language yes touch that's what we do it's that sexual connection that chemistry that's how we communicate well it's what i do with other people too it's how i show i care it's how i show i want you to be happy or provide you with something well yeah because you're a giver yeah you want to provide for people you want to be a you're a giver you want people to be happy I think once he understands that, he's going to appreciate the conversation a lot more. I think at first it's going to be a bit of a you know jagged pill to swallow because he's probably Buzz kill. He's like, oh, this yeah. bitch coming in here complaining. Well, but the truth is, it's 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 for his benefit if this continues, and even if it doesn't continue, it's for his benefit because I assure you, this is not the last time he's going to run into this problem. No, you know, not an experienced, powerful, worldly, confident woman is going to go. What the fuck was that just now, dude? <laughs> Explain that to me. And that's going to be a whole lot more embarrassing than this. So he should thank you for it either way. (laughs) So anyway, not the most sexy experience. I understand that. But I feel like it was important to talk about this. A, because so many of you are reaching out about it. But B, because I think it's important to be real about this shit. I mean, we say all we retell all of our sexy shit and the stuff that's mind blowing. We always talk about that. It's only fair to provide the counterpart. We're not going to hide that part. Well, and the truth is we've been very fortunate. We haven't had that many train wreck situations. Very, the beginning we had some. Yeah, you'd have to go back to the early episodes. But yeah, there was a handful of those for sure. But we're, you know, I think we've gotten to a point where we really have honed in on what is important to us. This is no different. I don't see this as a failure. You met a guy, you interacted with him, you corresponded with him, you went out with him a couple of times, enjoyed his company. We're going down this poly road. We knew this is where it was. our journey was going to lead. I, I, I firmly believed it this whole time. And now we're here. And this is just a situation that has to be overcome. That's yeah. all it is. Not a train wreck, but certainly a cautionary tale. 
So <laughs> happy two year anniversary, everyone. I don't know how we could get any more celebratory than this. Yeah, unfortunately, we were, we were hoping for a little bit more, you know, super hot sexiness. But well, I was also supposed to have a threesome this week. Yes. That was going to be yes. our two year anniversary episode. It yes. fell through. There was some family shit that came up. Yeah. But that was the plan. Yeah, not on our part, on, on the other gentleman's part. But so, at the end of the day, it is what it is. We are real with our experiences. We also tell them in real time as often as we possibly can. So, yeah. you know, it Today is, is what Sunday. it is. Sunday. This just happened Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's we try to keep it as, as uh, time relative as possible, for sure. Uh, but we do have a lot of very sexy stuff coming up. A lot of sexy stuff. Yeah, we do. Also, we should mention, we have gotten some emails about Ben. Yes. About your cuck, your caged gentleman. Yes. And people are asking, what about Ben? What about Ben? Is he still caged? I think we should talk about that. Yeah, Ben is amazing. I adore him. He will always be one of my closest friends. That portion of our relationship has come to an end in terms of of me caging him. He is venturing down a different relationship path right now. And I'm very happy for him. There are no hard feelings whatsoever. We actually just saw each other a couple days ago. and Yeah, but he also did it like a gentleman. He's, He's such a good guy. Yeah, really good guy. No hard feelings whatsoever. But there will probably not be any sexy stories of Ben in the in the near future. No, so. probably not. We wish him and his partner the best. They are doing their thing and he feels very good about it and good for him. I hope he's found what he's looking for. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. So, yeah, that just Just should. thought we'd throw it out there because there's been a lot of questions lately. Lots of so. questions, yeah. Just blanket statement. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So uh, as we were mentioning at the beginning, if you don't haven't checked out our merchandise, head on over to fullswapshop.com slash swingers. We've been so excited seeing you guys pop on there and grab some of that. If you want to send us a picture of you in it, we'll totally post it on our socials for you. Yeah, we got some pictures. Blur the face or do something. So yeah. let us know. And also keep in mind, we have OnlyFans. Yes. It's getting spicy. I think uh, you have some plans up your sleeve for a video tonight i do it's gonna be hot so onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers it has been so fun connecting with people over there and you can find us on social media we're on twitter at fp swingers and instagram at fp swingers too youtube we just recorded a very pretty video we did three videos actually well yes but one of them is for a, for all playground actually yes you can find it on allplayground.net the other two will go on our YouTube channel but it's beautiful we did it in a park and it was like really oh, it's so picturesque nice yeah it's beautiful and beautiful fall trees behind us so anyway check out those videos on our YouTube channel which is called Front Porch Swingers and also we want to give a very big thank you for those of you who have left recent Apple podcast reviews we've gotten several in and they are so nice every time I read them I'm like oh my gosh that makes me feel so good yeah so um, as we mentioned at the beginning, two years. Holy fuck, what a ride. We are certainly not stopping here. Coming no. up on a million downloads, all because you badasses tune into us every week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.